Welcome to episode 72 of No Shot Clock, the Chicago High School Basketball Podcast. I'm Michael O'Brien from the Chicago Sun-Times, here with Joe Henriksen of the City Suburban Hoops Report. And uh, just a big weekend, we were at the Windsides Collide Shootout, Joe's event on Saturday, which, uh, congrats, Joe. I feel like there was more, people were very happy about it this year. I had a lot of people talk to me on the way out about how much they enjoyed it. I think you're gaining some momentum there. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, I, it was funny. The five dollar price gained a lot of traction for whatever. Yes. I mean, uh, but no, I mean, they, you know, the games were good. It, it, you know, they had a couple of lopsided games, but three really good games. And I think, and um, without reviewing the whole event, I think you and I both agree that that Morgan Park Fenwick game, which had some players out, some key players out was played at an extremely high level. That first half was big time high school basketball, which, you know, we've we've complained a little bit on our podcast about a lack of that. And I think that game really provided it. Yeah, it was. I was I was kind of surprised. I'm not gonna say I was super looking forward to it, actually. <laughs> but um, you know, people are raining threes like that. You know, it was it was a very interesting two halves. I thought both halves were fun. The first half was definitely better. But then to watch Morgan Park kind of assert itself at the end there and win the game because I, I really didn't know who was going to win. I think I tweeted that out after three quarters. And this year I kind of feel like I always know who's going to win at some point in the second half and it's boring me. So yeah, that was yeah. Nice. We, we, we got a busy podcast, obviously this busy week uh, to look back, but we also, we're going to hit some questions. We're going to do our two takes our, our regular two, two takes that we do. And then we're going to our segment today. And which we'll explain a little bit more detail later is going to be our well, it's not quite annual, but we we've done it in the past where we are going to do a little stock report on you know top twenty five teams and beyond, and kind of where we view them as far as buying stock, selling stock, or maybe just holding and waiting to see a little bit more. Yeah, I, I kind of always enjoy that. It should be fun, and this is going to be a weird year because. There's a lot of teams that have chances to do things in the playoffs, I think, because it's going to be unpredictable. But we shall see. Let's start off with these questions. Just four questions this week. You guys have uh, given us a bit of a reprieve. Um, but I, I just want to also say thanks to everybody who sends them. We appreciate them. They really help make the show. Um, first one up here is um, from a listener in Bloomington, which uh, we're expanding our reach further than I knew. Uh, it's Kevin Suis. Um, sorry if I'm butchering that. He says, uh, we know there has been a shortage of McDonald's All-American players in Illinois as of late. I'm curious as to why this is the case. What are your thoughts on the current drought and decline in talent throughout the state over the past few years? We discussed the drought when quite a bit and the lack of talent quite a bit, and it's depressing. Uh, <laughs> it's just for basketball junkies, they want to see high-profile, high-level players, and we don't. we have not had a surplus of them. Uh, as to the reason why, Mike, I think if we knew the reason why, there there wouldn't be a drought because we would figure it out. Because I, I, I there's no real explanation for it in my mind. I, I've you know a year here, a year there, I get, but really since 2012, it's not just a couple years here. It's since since 2012, we just we've had a drought and. You know, we've had some good years where I think we had three one year in that in that in the last seven years. I think the was it Okafor, um, Ulis, and 
Cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So we had three of that one year, which is fantastic. But uh, we've t- we've discussed this. We've talked about it. I-, I just don't. I don't know the reason behind it. Yeah, I feel like obviously the um, the lack of high major D one guys. That's more shocking to me and that's harder to explain because just with our population and the way basketball is around here I feel like we should be a regular supporter correct of that whereas the McDonald's All-Americans is kind of like catching a comet I, I feel like even I, that's difficult you know I I agree to a, to a degree I, but when you look at the historic that's the thing to me we got the historical data Mike that that you, you retweeted a story I wrote I mean just the from seven late seventies through just through two thousand, I can't remember the year two thousand ten, or yeah. well, we never missed one. I mean, that's well, you know, apparently we had we have we actually had one the last two years that grew up here and then moved away. Yeah, we're which, not quite counting them, but oh, I know, I, but I'm just saying, if they had stayed, no, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, I, but we're we are, and my point is, I I agree with you, like you are kind of lightning in the bottle with that rare talent that's a no-brainer top 30 player. I mean, that's hard to do, hard to find. But when we've had – so it makes me wonder, and, and I don't think this is the case, but were – how many of those McDonald's All-Americans in the 80s and 90s were not maybe as deserving or overrated or whatever it might be? I, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the case, but – yeah, and that goes right into let, let me give Vernell Chapman's question because he hits on this, and I think it was a little interesting as well. And then we can talk about that. Um, Vernell Chapman, you know, longtime podcast uh, listener, says, "I was disappointed, but not surprised that Io and Horton Tucker didn't make the McDonald's All American roster because they usually don't choose many guards, and coverage of players throughout the country has grown each year. In all the years the state had a burger boy, do you think we're in this drought purely due to talent?" Or do you think it has somewhat to do with the growth of AAU and more kids playing the game across the country and media coverage of more players outside of major market areas that's resulting in Illinois not automatically getting a selection every year? What players that were selected in past years might not have been a top 20, 25 player in the country if rankings were conducted how they are today? Also, it would be interesting to hear Io and Horton Tucker's thoughts on everything involving the All-American saga. Perhaps maybe special guests on the podcast. Just a thought. Good thoughts. I don't... I mean, I think part of that is true. I mean, for years and years with the lack of social media and internet and, you know, AAU, you know, you do gravitate towards big cities and from New York City to Chicago to Los Angeles and all the metropolitan areas to locate and find a lot of your top players. I mean, that that that's, goes without saying prior to, well, just to make it clean, the year 2000. I mean, the, the 80s and 90s, again, were Illinois was a regular in the McDonald's All-American game, and I'd have to go examine the ro- the rosters, but, I mean, the, the, the metropolitan areas did produce a ton of them. Um, so that, that I, I can see that. Yeah, I'm looking at the list of McDonald's All-Americans now and wondering who probably wasn't... Um, From Illinois? Yeah, who might not have been up to the level. And, like, pre-2000, we've got Brian Cook, 
Corey Maggette, Quentin Richardson, Frank Williams, Melvin Eli. That all looks pretty solid to me. Maybe Eli. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you know, he just went to Fresno. Um, Mark, before that, Marcus Griffin, Ronnie Fields, Michael Robinson, Kevin Garnett. Those are all legit. And then, then we got Antoine Walker, Richard Griffith, Chris Collins, Richard Keen. I mean, Richard Keen's not from any metropolitan area. Yeah, he's from, but he's you know, so. Juwan Howard, Tommy Kleinschmidt, Howard Nathan, Jamie Brandon, Daryl Cunningham. Yeah, Daryl Cunningham. I mean, yeah, it's just it's hard when you delve back into the the, the history. I, I yeah, and then when you look at okay, some of the names that I'm not familiar with from earlier, Bill, Bill Hepner. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't <laughs> I mean, kinda, know where uh, that came from. Um, Roger McClendon, but he's not from Chicago area. Champagne. Yeah. So Barry Sumter. Lovejoy. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? I guess I thought that uh, Rennell's question made some sense, but then looking at the actual guys who made it, yeah, the, down, man, there's a lot of downstaters too. Yeah, uh, Central Illinois. I mean, I remember watching Roger McClendon as a kid. Um, his team went to to state, and I remember going down state and seeing them play. But yeah, I I don't know. I, again, I don't know the reason. I mean, clearly there is more exposure across the country. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you, it's far-reaching now, basketball and prospects, because if you are a random prospect in the middle of nowhere, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. They will find you, these AAU programs, and they will bring you to them yeah. and showcase you on a major platform uh, across the country, on the EYBL or whatever, Under Armour, doesn't matter. So that's what's different, significantly different than the 80s and 90s. But to your point right there, when it comes to Illinois, kids from Love Lovejoy and Chris <laughs> Crystal Lake, and yeah. you know, it's kind of far and reaching there too. So I don't know. It's but for sure, back to your original point, Mike, that you said that is by far the most alarming. When we're accustomed to so many high majors, you know, in in a particular class, and what we're seeing now is just. It's kind of baffling um, to me. I mean, you right before we went on to this podcast, Mike and I were doing research on something just together, and I pulled up just randomly the class of 2011. Now that was a really good class, not that long ago. But look at look at this. I mean, Anthony Davis, Kentucky, Wayne Blackshirt, Louisville, Nana Agu, Illinois, Michael Henry, Illinois, Jason uh, Randall, Stanford, Ryan Boltwright, Connecticut, Sam Thompson, Ohio State, Tracy Abrams, Illinois, Frank Kaminsky, Wisconsin. Mike Shaw, Illinois, Dave Sobolewski, Northwestern, um, Bruce Barron from Carbondale, down Oregon, George Marshall went to Wisconsin. I know he transferred. Um, Quentin Chevius went to Tennessee, James Farr, Xavier, uh, Max Bielfeld. I mean, <laughs> you're talking, I, I didn't count there, but at least a dozen high majors. And I could combine a few classes in the last five years and not come up with. 12 high majors yeah, not not uh, in successive but um anyway but i don't know the answer um i mean the moving isn't helping you know people are leaving the area at a massive yeah. rate so that's got to account for a, a bit of the downturn it doesn't to me explain the whole thing um as far as io desumu and horton tucker's thoughts you know i have not 
spoken to Io in a while because he's been hurt. So I haven't talked to him after games, but I have talked to Hor- Taylor Horton Tucker. He was hopeful um, that he might make it. Uh, that Simeon had heard that they'd, you know, people had noticed, blah, blah, blah. He'd made some allegedly fictional top or last 40 or whatever, but I don't, I, I think it's kind of impossible for anybody to play their way on senior year. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're coming into the year and there was only, I think there was a, could be wrong. I think there's only one national ranking that had him in the top 75 at all. And that was just when this, you know, early on the season. So I, if you're not, like we talked about before, it's it's been determined in advance of who the legitimate candidates are. Now, the IO thing is, he had the rankings, so I mean he had the. I mean he's a pretty much a consensus top thirty, whether you want to believe it or not, it doesn't matter. But ranking wise, he fits the bill of of um, a McDonald's All American. Uh, so, you know, you'd have to figure out from and, and you know if if Io DeSumo's final list was North Carolina, Kansas, Illinois and and uh Louisville, I mean does that change things if, if those schools are all involved at the end in in November during the signing period? A lot of people tend to think so. And I just don't know. I don't get in the minds and I don't even really talk to the selection committee members. So I, I, it's hard to really answer that. Some people blame me, Joe. Oh, well, I haven't been hyping our players enough over the past few years. I've been told like, like it's my job to, uh, well, I, and even if, I mean, it's funny because so many times myself included and other people get criticized for overhyping Chicago players and pumping them up too much. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's clearly not the job of the beat writer of high school basketball in Illinois or in Chicago, but it, I don't know local buzz. Does that transcend to these national people? Uh, The thing is they have a platform and and, and it's clearly AAU. I mean, it it just is. I mean, that's where they're watched. Yes. Some of these events, like when Taylor Horton Tucker went down to, uh, City of Palms and, and displayed, you know, and grabbed the attention of national evaluators and co- more college coaches because I took calls on other college coaches that talked about him with how he played down there. And, and yes, that's a avenue, but it's it, it's clearly the, the the platform is there for them during the summer and, and in July. You combine that with how you play and your national ranking. Um, and there's some p- politics involved with, with what schools are recruiting you. I, I have no doubt about that. Yeah. I'm putting this subject officially to bed. Yes. <laughs> Done with the McDonald's until, all American thing. I until mean, next year at this time. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean guys, get over it. Shut out. <laughs> it's, I mean, and, and the sad fact is not to be a hard ass, but neither player was necessarily the best player in his own team last year. You know, I mean, that's not the way to McDonald's All-American. Yeah, I mean, and and, and it's a building. You build steam early on. I mean, there's no, yeah. Yeah, Sophomore, establishing yourself as a sophomore nationally is very important for McDonald's All-American. And these guys weren't able to do that. So, 
Yeah. Um, that's what happens. All right. Patrick Swambu with the next, next question. He says, hello, men. I thoroughly enjoy listening to the podcast each week and have decided to help influence the discussion with a question that's been on my mind. Every year, there seems to be at least one big Juco prize from the state. Last year's prize was Alonzo Verge, and Antonio Williams was the year before. Who are some of the best prospects slash players that have had to go Juco over the past seven-ish years from the area? Well, in our quick research, our research department here at the No Shot Clock podcast, <laughs> as Mike and I ran through this, uh, what we, we were both surprised at the list that was less than stellar, I guess. Yeah. And... <laughs> The the glaring thing that jumped out at you is what the question was. I mean, Alonzo Verge is clearly the the biggest JUCO draw attraction this state has produced in the last in seven years or whatever he just mentioned, without question. Yeah, no doubt. And Antonio Williams is one of the better ones, too. So the last two years have been right. good. But right. um, in the past, we've got – Joe and I kind of put together a quick list um, – Aaron Simpson from North Chicago had a night. I think he committed to Illinois State. State, right. Then ended up going Juco and then wound up at DePaul. Um, Lazarus Jones is one of the bigger success stories here from Simeon. Uh, don't remember where he went to Juco or anything, but he wound up at UCLA and he became one of only three players in 30 years to go from Juco to playing at UCLA. He started like every game his senior year, was a really good player for them. Um, Darian Walker from Simeon. Also, I'm less familiar. Where did he wind up going to college? Uh, Valparaiso. Okay, Valpo had a nice career. Um, and somebody we really need to mention, Carrington Ward from Lockport. Um, don't even remember where he went to school, but he's had like NBA G League stuff going on now. Um, so that's a big win. Rodney Pryor from Notre Dame. Um, also is in the G League now, I believe. And um, Ty Ag is currently from Bogan. Is a player who's I believe is he in JUCO now, Joe? And yeah, taking a lot of phone calls from college coaches on him. Um, so yeah, he must be. Obviously, I don't follow the JUCO world too closely. Yeah, um, and we didn't have a whole lot else. I mean, Morris Dunnigan, one of my Juliet guys, he wound up at he was at Houston last year after going to JUCO. Looked like he played a bit, but now he's disappeared. So I don't know where he is this year. That's a little worrisome, but. Um, so, yeah, you would think we had better Juco stories to tell. Um, we do not. Yeah, I was, I was actually surprised. I mean, I just – I would not have guessed uh, that we'd have that short of a list of high-profile Juco's. I think it probably proves – you know, we had some names we were looking up and turned out nothing happened with them. That The Juco road is just hard, you know, and oh. – or we just got some really, really high academic kids in Illinois. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, at, to that point, Mike, I mean, I went through the, we did our research, and there there weren't a ton of them that went to go. So, I mean, that's a, a credit, I guess, to getting some work done in the four years of high school and being able to qualify and, and uh, go. The, and the other thing is the prep in the last, decade the prep school route has really changed the complexion too of of, of junior college basketball uh, if we're missing somebody big and you're out there fuming listening to the podcast send me an email <laughs> and we yeah and I'm, I'm sure there's mention. a random we we yeah. zip through that there's probably a random guy we didn't miss that has hit it big that we completely forgot yeah i'm as joe was reading some of the lists i i'm really good at as soon as a player leaves 
I just kind of wipe him <laughs> from my memory and I replace him with the incoming freshman. I'm getting really, I think my brain only can hold so many names. And so, <laughs> I mean, some of those guys you were mentioning, I literally had not even thought about <laughs> since the day they left high school. So oh. yeah, not good with that. Uh, next up, Jake Fisher says, what are your thoughts on the North suburban conference and what team could be on the rise for the second half of the season? Other than Waukegan, <laughs> like you mentioned last week. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a segment. I thought this was going to be this Mike's segment for, this, <laughs> for talking some Waukegan uh, and our, our hope for the, the Bulldogs to uh, resurrect. But, um, you know, I, I had a team ranked in the pre my, my preseason rankings, like Zurich, that I don't want to say they've been a disappointment by any means, they, that, but they are getting hot. Um, they lost. They they have won now one two three four five six seven eight nine out of ten one and their only loss is a one point loss to Stevenson now you know they they beat Geneva a, a good team they beat Libertyville a decent team by two points each so the, they are a team I think they've got some offensive weapons uh, Ryan Kutzer you know the the, the senior I, I just think they have a chance of kind of you know, I don't know how far they're going to go when it comes to state tournament time, but uh, they are playing better, playing well. And that, that's the one team. Whilst it, it's just been a weird year in that conference, for, for sure. I mean, all of a sudden, I didn't even realize that Mike Warren is always almost – or all of a sudden on top at 5-1 and one in that league. Yeah, Stevenson knocked off Waukegan yesterday. Um, right. and, so, and they've been playing well. You know, they were young, they're a young team. I know Matt Ambrose seems to be leading them most days now, and he's a sophomore. So that proves really, really good shooter, uh, the son of Pat Ambrose. Yeah, some improvement. Uh, we, it's the worst Lake Forest season we've seen in man a really long time. Right, and Zion Benton's sitting under five hundred. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's. I, I guess the answer to this question is probably none. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I can't see any team in that league. <laughs> You can shoot me now, but unless Waukegan gets it turned around. Uh, no, but that can make a really, really deep run uh, come state tournament time. Yeah. Now, 3A is a different thing. I think Carmel and North Chicago, despite whatever their records are right now, just the way that 3A is, have, have decent shots. I yeah. Know. I mean. North Chicago's 9-7. and seven. Yeah, I mean three A. I mean, I, yeah. anything can happen. Yeah, and East, Any, anything. Carmel's fourteen and seven. Both teams have some players, and it's three A. So I guess if I was going to look for a long run from the North Suburbs, um, I'd go with those guys. All right, that wraps up the questions. Um, two takes. You want to start it out, Joe? Yeah, sure. I, I'm going to be positive and <laughs> of the current state of high school basketball, as opposed to sometimes we've been a little critical, but. One area that has clearly changed for the better in the last few years, and it goes a little bit longer, deeper than that, the scheduling of high school basketball teams. I, I, I you know, I again, I talked a lot about last week, all the research I delve into, and and I remember Mike as a kid doing this because I've gone to every state tournament since 1981, except for I think two, maybe three. Uh, when I was a kid, it was an annual trek to Champagne, and, and I remember one of the things I always did 
was I, and I still think some fans do it. I still think it's the one thing that IHSA, not one thing, one of the things IHSA still does really well with the program is they still include every single, like the schedule and their results. And I remember just getting that program as a kid and even getting in my adult years, opening the program up, going through all of the schedule and seeing who they played, who they beat, how many they beat. And, and it was really cool back then because you didn't have the internet. You didn't have, you know, the online to go look up scores and what they did. So it was kind of fascinating to see their schedule. But doing that, I've also kept every single state basketball program over the years. So I've had every program from 81 on in a, in a, in a desk drawer. And through my research, Mike, I, I continue to look back at some of those great teams and who they played and things like that and doing some things for some pieces that I write. And it's pretty amazing how, yeah, King would play a lot of state team and a big high profile team, but, but they really did not go out and play the type of schedules that teams play now in, in terms of these shootouts. And, and again, this is goes back just than just now it's probably 10, 15 years, but I'm just comparing our basketball, the generation right now in high school basketball and the schedules they play, playing more high profile teams from out of the area geographically, as well as some downstate shootouts and teams coming from the North suburbs and playing in the South, wherever it might be. They are getting out, playing tougher schedules, more competitive schedules. And it got me to thinking this last week because I was critiquing and criticizing how many losses that there were in the top 25. Now that's not to say that I think the season's not a year of blah, some blah basketball, but I do believe thoroughly think that the scheduling today in the last five, 10, 15 years is clearly tougher and stronger than what they, the, the many of the top teams played back in, you know, the eighties and nineties. That's interesting. Yeah. I, um, Hmm. I'm mean, thinking about, you know, just my Joliet teams in the 90s. You know, we knew we were going to be good, and they got around. I remember Joliet went to – I mean, I think the big part of the reason for what you're talking about is that the rule was lifted, the 500-mile rule. Um, mm-hmm. So that allowed teams to get out. I think the furthest you could get before was, like, Columbus to the east, um, which I know some teams did kind of regularly. And I remember we, Joliet went to Hoops in the Loop. Yeah, there were, there were here and there. Yeah. I'm just talking even – but there wasn't like a, like, like like a like these teams now. It just seems like they are going the extra length to to beef up their schedule. Like a Fenwick, I mean, look at what they've done the last few years in the scheduling. Yeah, their non-conference and, schedule is basically all big games. I mean, they they've they play a tough you know competitive Catholic league, and now they they played played Bennett, they played Oak Park, Young, um, Orr, Bogan, Simeon. <laughs> Park and that that schedule is ridiculous as far as in our time right now. It is, but you know, I, I but I feel like especially this year, a lot of these teams that I think are really good have played bad schedules, and I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, you could be you could beef up here and there. I mean, and, and I think that's creative scheduling too. Where you you do have to know you, you, where you're at as a program and as a team, and. Yeah. You know, like Evanston this year is played a good schedule. Uh, it's not quite. I mean, they're extremely young, but it's not, not as competitive as the schedules they played last year. Um, so I, I don't. Know. I just think by and large, as a whole, 
people are being more creative with their schedules and getting out of their comfort zone more now than they did 25 years ago. Yeah, and I don't know if we've talked about it, but two more games next year. Um, yeah, I go to, well. Depending on. 31 games I get to play next year where, and, and the tournament thing is out the window. Uh, you can play, basically you can do whatever you want in a 31-game schedule. So that should be interesting. Um, all right, my first take. Probably shouldn't bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. <laughs> um, went to win Trust Arena on Friday. There were a lot of good games. I don't think... Oh, Lowe... no. You're going down this road? I know, yeah. <laughs> I might as well start it. It's almost February. Um, Loyola St. Ignatius is probably not the best game Friday, but it was it was a selfish decision on my part because I really wanted to see win Trust Arena. It was the first high school game there. I also wanted to be able to always say I was at the first high school game there. So I went. And I was I was really impressed with the um, facility. Just the feel of it was great. I, I really liked it. You could just picture how much fun the state tournament would be there. Um, the attendance was nice. Most of the lower bowl was full. And this is for a game with, you know, Loyola was ranked. I don't know if they will be tomorrow. Um, St. Ignatius hasn't quite hit that level. This was not some super hot matchup of, you know, great teams. It's a good rivalry. Ignatius and Ignatius had a huge crowd of kids. Loyola had much bigger than we expected. It's a bit of a hike from, you know, north of Chicago into the city at seven o'clock on a Friday night. And, you know, there were no special parking allocations made, blah, blah, blah. And we almost, we had a great atmosphere, better than most of the 3A tournament the last three years. So I don't know what my larger hope here is. We're stuck five years in Peoria. That's what I was going to say. I think you're starting a little too early. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess because I think it's important because I don't think any of us were excited about the Sears Center as a venue. No. And I don't think any of us realistically thought the United Center wanted it. No. So I think this is interesting now, even five years on, because I do f- – nobody wants it at UIC Pavilion, really, or, or no. Chicago State. So I think it is worth talking about because I did see this place – and I liked it. And unlike those other venues, I feel like it would be really cool there and it could be possible. Yeah, I mean, if Chicago, the city of Chicago, you and I talked a little bit about this weekend when we were together. Um, if they really got on board, I think they could really do a great job of selling it and promoting it and putting the pieces together to make a viable push for it. But I do think it'll come down. I mean, it, I don't know if they will or not. But it'll be Peoria Champagne. If Peoria, I, mean, I would assume they want to keep it Peoria Champagne and and Wintrust Arena. Yeah, I mean, and, those are the those are the three. And I guess well, not, it isn't too far. They, if they're gonna want to do this, they got to start planning in a year or two. You know, this isn't something right. that you just decide four days. Oh, before. Throw it in. Yeah, throw you have to come up yeah. with a bid. You have to get corporations on board. So I mean, we're only a, probably a year, two years out from them having to start doing this if they want to do it. So anyway. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see because I, well, forget it. I'm not going to dive into that whole topic even deeper. Uh, my second take, Mike, is it It kind of leads in. I'm, I'm jumping the gun a little bit with our topic of buying and selling. But and I, I took a, there's a lot to take away from what we watched at the Winsides Clyde shootout. You know, from Adam Miller's spectacular showing from Oregon Park to whatever. We can go on and on. But there was one team that kind of, it was the arguably the worst game. But 
West Aurora, to me, is a team whose arrow is really pointing up. I just think that they went down to Pontiac, you know, lost to Curie in the second round. They beat, I mean, they pummeled, I think they pummeled Warren in the opening round. You know, okay, Warren team that's leading the North Suburban League. I lost to Curie, played Bloomington in a constellation game, lost to Tough Warren. But since then, they've won six straight, beat a good Jacobs team. Just They just walloped Romeoville last night, I mean, from start to finish. But it's more about how I've seen them come together, having seen them earlier in the year at Thanksgiving time, uh, and then watching them at, at Christmas time, and then seeing them. It's just a team I see progressing in the right direction, pointing the right and, – and I like the pieces that they have. I mean, Cameron – Ben Atlin scored 36 on Friday night in a win over uh, Bartlett. And they came back on Saturday in a high-profile game. He gets in foul trouble. They sit him. And without him, they built a double, comfortable double-digit lead. And I just like their pieces. Jerry Crutcher, uh, you know, 6'5", active, long, four-man, versatile, defends, rebounds. Really an unsung player in the Chicago area. And then the Trayvon Brown, the transfer from East Aurora, has come on, you know, as an offensive, you know, option for them. And, and I like their – like I said, Ben Young, a big body who can step out, shoot three. Damian Version is a capable score, mid-range game. I, I just think they have a lot of pieces. I didn't know if they had the type of – go-to star on a consistent basis. And now if Cameron can beat, then Allen can be that guy. Uh, I just like what they can do pushing forward and, and being in that sectional where we thought, you know, the top four looked like Bolingbrook, Romeoville, Juliet Central, and West Aurora. Bolingbrook, I think, is everybody's favorite right now. But uh, West Aurora is one to watch. Yeah, I also um... – I, I like their personnel. Uh, Trayvon Brown has been kind of a fun player emerged at Pontiac over this um, last season for me. I do, however, feel like I have them figured out. There's a lot of teams I feel like I don't have a handle on. And I was just kind of looking at what their resume kind of got a little head start in the rankings today. And it, my thoughts were totally backed up by their results. Jared Crutcher is quite a force for them, but if you have a big that can stop him, they lose. And that's what we saw at Pontiac with Bloomington and Chris Payton with Curie and, you know, the Martin brothers, Naperville North is their other loss. You know, they've got the bigs. The only thing that didn't really happen was they also lost to St. Charles East who doesn't have that, but Crutcher is an undersized big and he does a really good job as that. But if you have someone down there that can take him out of the game, that's a problem. So West Aurora's, if they can figure out a way around that, you know, I think they do have a, a really high ceiling, but right now that's been kind of clear to me. We saw it at Pontiac, and we've looks like we've seen in the other games that Crutcher has a little trouble when there's a guy considerably better than him down there. Um, my next take is a warning <laughs> to everyone. Uh, I talked with Joe a little bit about this yesterday. Um, Bennett knocked off Marist. Bennett won the Wheaton-Warrenville South Martin Luther King Tournament. Bennett is a team that no one was very excited about after the holidays. Bennett is dangerous. Bennett, I don't know if you've looked at the sectional assignments, but if you look right now, the, one of these teams would have to stop Bennett from getting to Peoria. Larkin, 
up and down as we know. One of the St. Charles teams. Hinsdale South, who just picked up the Edison Trail loss. Downers Grove North, Glenbard West, Naperville Central, Naperville North, Wheaton Warrenville South, or Willowbrook. Now, I think all of those teams on a good night could beat Bennett, but I don't know how many of them I would depend on beating Bennett, and none of them are as good as Marist, who Bennett beat last week. And we've seen what Gene Heidkamp and Bennett have done over the last few years. It's been a pretty remarkable run, especially when you get to state tournament time. And I'm kind of shocked that I'm sitting here in late January and I'm looking at this, and once again, I think Bennett's going to be very dangerous in March. Yeah, they. This goes back to, you know, scheduling. My scheduling thing I was talking about. I mean, over the years, what Bennett's done scheduling. Uh, you know, last year Bennett's schedule was ridiculous. I mean, it was one of the toughest in the state period. This year, it's very, very good again. I mean, you got a Fenwick, which they beat. Uh, they've played DePaul Prep. They played their East Suburban Catholic Conference, and then obviously the trip down to to Pontiac. I guess that was my, my why. You now they've rattled, they've run off, I think, six or seven straight wins. I was just, I came out of Pontiac really, you know, I went to Pontiac thinking, okay, can, is Bennett better than I thought they were? Because it's probably, I mean, on paper, we know this. It is the least talented team that Gene Heidkamp's had at Bennett. And since the, you know, yeah. well, maybe ever since yeah. Sobolewski and Kaminsky were there as when his sophomores early on. But anyway, <clears throat> you, but a big part of what you said is true because of that path. I mean, that Glenbard East sectional is is very winnable, and I I, I can't go back and remember every single team. Or no, wait, they're not. In, yeah, they. they um, you forgot. Did you talk about Batavia? No, Batavia and Geneva yeah. I left out. Yeah, Batavia and Geneva. So, I mean, it's going to be – there's just not, not a – there's not a team that Bennett is going to have to go in and say, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a monster upset for us to Yeah, there's, to not, get, there's get not a team as good as Marist or Fenwick and, who they've beaten. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, if you look at those seeds right now, they're building towards a potential top four seed, um, you know, with Batavia, Naperville North in there too, Geneva – but yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that they are a, a, a threat to win that sectional, and and then the other sectional that they feed into the super. As much as we love and have talked about the Upstate Eight and have hyped it, and it is a very good, very competitive league, no question. I, I don't know if it's as good uh, as I envisioned it was going to be. Do you agree or disagree on that one? Um, I guess I agree. However, it, it's like the rest of the area. You know, it's just anybody can beat anybody. They're up and down. Yeah, it's nobody is really. I thought Larkin was going to establish itself as the clear, you know, best team, and that hasn't happened yet. You know, we still got some time, but yeah, it's. I mean, I, I think your schedule point is important. Bennett and Fenwick are two of the great examples to point out. They schedule. Th- as tough as anybody, probably tougher than 99% of the teams. And look at the playoff success they have. You know, they, and they take their lumps, they lose games. But that, that's not as important as playing those good teams and getting better. You just don't get any better 
playing. Yeah, and not, and and not to be uh, the Maris win was terrific. Uh, matchup wise, I don't think it, it's a good matchup for Marist, and it didn't shock me that they they won. But yeah, those other previous five games, Bennett has not really played. I mean, yes, they played a great schedule, but the last five games have not been. I mean, St. Pants played Field South, Lake Forest Academy beat York by one, Plainfield East by five. It's not as if they've. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that was not a gauntlet of. Uh, right, yeah. but the Maris thing, it, it's just to me that that one win kind of just changed everything. If they go to Maris and lose, I'm, I don't think we're having this conversation. But they did. They went in and, and got the job done and won, and now in a very winnable sectional. All right, let's uh, do the stock report. Yes, um, I've been doing this online and in my in my old publication for years. And Mike and I have, have done it here. And I don't know if we've done it one or two years in a row. I, but just a clarification for the listeners: this is not we think a team is good or bad uh, if we're selling stock. The whole point of the concept is kind of taking a look at where a team is right now and we kind of gauge where they are as a team and what we can, you know, going forward, what we project, what we think. Would we buy that stock? And maybe there's a team that's unranked that Mike doesn't have in his top 25 that, you know, has a clear path. Uh, right. I mean, as an example, Bennett <laughs> could be one of those teams. Uh I just want people to know that we're not trying to pick on people if we're selling your team. It's just that maybe you are playing so well, so high, have this great record. Everybody's talking about you. You're ranked high. But we just, you know, it's the, the cost of buying that stock in your team is just a little too steep. So maybe we're going to sell right now while we can. And there's a few teams we may hold that we're just not quite sure what to do with. And then there's some that we clearly believe in buying stock in. Their value is, is too good to pass up right now as we go forward with the hopes of a strong second half, finishing off this final few weeks of the regular season, and then with some great hopes of, of doing some damage in March. So that's kind of where the, the, the basis of where we're at with our stock report. All right, we've got like 40 teams here. I have not done the rankings yet for next week. We're recording a little early on Sunday, so that is my task after we finish this. So we're going to use last week's Super 25 and then 15 teams I have written down that might make the rankings this week, <laughs> which is, in most years, that's a list of five to six teams, but this year it always seems to be ridiculously long. So we'll see if I have any sway in, in the, those 15 <laughs> teams and, and my stock report that I give if they can push some of them into the top 25. All right, Hope Academy. We're going to start out small school. Uh, big win over the weekend. Knocked off Marshall. Hope Academy has uh, Javari McClendon. He dropped like 30-something against um, Marshall, I believe, in, in a big win for them. They lost to Fenwick this year. They're 17-4 and four overall. What do you? What, what's your take, Joe? Uh, I'm buying. I mean, I, I think... Nobody's talking about them. No one's really – I mean, they played Bennett Academy pretty tough at the beginning of the year. I think there was like an eight- or nine-point game. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm buying hope right now. Me too. I buy. Um, I think they're going to have – they get a potential to have a nice run. I liked – I mean, I remember thinking about it last year at the state tournament. I really liked the juniors that they were coming back for them. So, yeah, I'm all in on Hope Academy as well, and hopefully I can get out and see them in the next couple of weeks. 
Next up, Providence St. Mel, another small school. You know, they've played a tough schedule. It's they're a difficult team to get a handle on. I think they're they're only eight and eight in that, and they're three and two in the Catholic White. They got the big man Tayon Neal, um, a lot of athletic guys, the small guard Tim Irvin. They're a tough one for me. I'm gonna start them. I guess I feel like I'm gonna hold. I feel like they have potential because you know, of the small school thing. And, and they're a talented team that's been tested by some bigger teams, but I'm just not all in yet, but I'm guessing it's, they're kind of cheap to buy right now. So I'm going to hold. Yeah. I'm going to hold on them. And, and I need a, can I, can I go back and redo my stock on, I'm a sell hope. Oh, okay. I just, they're in that, they're, they're subsectional and that two A is tough. Yeah. They're with, or, right? I mean, uh, hope Academy is, is with Leo. Okay. And Marshall, and somebody else I know. So anyway, I'm selling, I, I, and I'm holding on St. Mel. I can't figure St. Mel. I, I don't know. I, I, I just got to hold and wait and see see what their stock does here between now and, and just before state tournament time. Yeah, I want to like them more, but I feel like I've watched them lose like nine games in the last two years. <laughs> the, well, I mean, and again, it's a small school that plays a. Yeah. I mean, technically, we should buy because they've been playing a schedule that would lend themselves to doing well in March. Uh, next but. up, Downers Grove North. They are 11-6. and six. I've seen them twice in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Samaje Henderson has been getting a little pub. Uh, they're kind of an interesting team. What, what do you think, Joe? I'm going to hold. I, I If I could buy stock for next year, uh, I would buy Downers Grove North right now in a heartbeat. Uh, I, I do think they have potential in that sectional. I just, I'm going to hold and see. They've, they've, they've been, they've, they've rattled off some wins here, Mike, but they've really struggled uh, prior to that. They, they, they lost three in a row to some good teams. I mean, but 18 point loss to Bogan, a 25 point loss to Young, you know, Prior to the holidays, they lost to Proviso West by double digits. Lost down. I mean, they lost a bunch right before this little this little run. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to no, I'm gonna sell in Downers Grove North. All right, um, Trey Boston, who's kind of their second leading scorer, didn't play yesterday against Glenbard East. He's injured. I heard. I'm not sure how serious that is. So that'll be a factor. But I am gonna buy. I'm a, I'm all in on Downers Grove North. I've been impressed with the two games I've seen. And Joe pointed out those losses. And I th- they also lost to Oak Park, I think, by double digits. But, you know, one of those teams that maybe convinced me a little bit by talking to them. You know, they, they talked about how they had the lead in a lot of those games or they were at least in it until late. And then they'd kind of totally capitulated at the end. They think they've figured some stuff out. And I, that Glenn Bardee section we talked about, not great. You know, there's a lot of good teams, but nobody great. So I'm buying. I like Downers Grove North. Mm-hmm. Next up, Hinsdale South. They are 14-5. and five. This is a team, if you read the notebook every night, that I sort of like. Even when I've seen them lose or whatever, I, I like what I see there. Zion Griffin, it's kind of shocking how little we've talked about Zion Griffin this year, considering he's, you know, one of the... Top five prospects headed headed to Iowa State, and I think it's because he has moments. He just he hasn't been a consistently dominating player in the games I've seen. But he'll have like three minute or even eight minute a full quarter bursts where I see everything everybody talked about over the summer, and it just hasn't really stuck. But I do like a lot of their other players, some of the younger guys. Um, so I'm a buy on Hinsdale South. 
I'm going to buy simply because I think the stock dropped after their Addison Trail yeah. <laughs> loss. I mean, they beat Proviso East Friday night and looked good doing it. Beat them by 11. Really balanced scoring from Hinsdale South in that game. They, they, they beat a good team on the road without Zion Griffin going off for 25 or 30. Uh, I think I think he had 15 or so. So, you know, and then the Addison Trail loss, uh, a bit a bit puzzling. Addison Trail's, you know, one in, that was our, I think that's our first league win and really hurt Inzil South uh, after that big win against Proviso East. So, yeah, I'm going to buy as a result of that because I think I can get it cheap right now, and I like the opportunity to have a player like Zion Griffin in March. Yeah, and they made that big run last March. I know that, you know this is a different team, but I always like the um, chances of that. All right, next up, another team that's going to be in that Glen Barty sectional, Willowbrook. They are sixteen and three, led by Ethan Schumer. This team's been tough to f- figure out based on their results this year. Even though they are sixteen and three, that's kind of kept them out of the rankings. They've got a big week coming up. Um, they play Larkin on Tuesday, and I think they have another big game over the weekend that's escaping me. They just haven't sold me yet, though. I'm a sell on Willowbrook. That's a hard one for the reasons you said. Um, I'm going to buy because they are 16-3. and They haven't played a great schedule, but their three losses, I think, every single loss is by a basket, including an overtime 74-72 loss to provides a lead. So I think Willowbrook... Let's see, their three losses are by a combined seven points. So they're seven points away from being 19-0. and 0. Uh, They have not played that schedule, though. And I, I'm just afraid to not buy them right now because of that veteran presence they have. I, I, I think that I can get – and no one's talked about them. When's the last time you know that we've even talked about no. them? They, they play it, West it, Aurora on Saturday. So this is their big week, Larkin and West Aurora. Yeah, and so – even though I think West Aurora will beat them, uh, I don't think I can get the stock at the price I can get it if they go and beat uh, West Aurora. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go buy some Willowbrook stock now, really cheap. Uh, next up, another West Suburban uh, team, Proviso East. They're sitting at twelve and four. I know, I think you saw them last week, Joe. They're I think the only team on, well, one of the only teams on this list I have not seen yet. Um, I'm not uh, convinced uh, though. I, I'm a sell. No, I'm a seller. I a combination of of some inconsistency that I've seen. I've seen them three times now, really up and down. Um, but more so, I don't want to have stock in a team that's been that up and down going into a sectional with Oak Park, Fenwick, Young, Lincoln Park, <laughs> Curie. So yeah, I'm selling Proviso East. All right, uh, next up, team we've talked a lot about today, West Aurora. They are 14-4, and four, coming off that big win over Romeoville. Their sectional is a bit of a weird one. We've got It's got the Aurora teams. Bolingbroke is kind of the big favorite. The Steelmen are in there. Very um, top-heavy. Yeah, two of the Lincoln Ways. Romeoville, who they, we just saw what they did. Um, I like it. I like their chances in there. I think they're a little expensive now, maybe. They're probably going to be getting in the rankings. That makes it a little tough on the West Aurora call. Right. I should have bought stock last week. Yeah, so I'm going to hold. I'm buying just you know for the reasons I, I spoke about earlier. And you're right. I mean, I 
but this is pre-ranking, so I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to snatch that up. Um, another team in the Romeoville sectional that I kind of just named is up next. It is Lincoln Way East at 14-3, and three, preseason ranked. You know, they had a lot of hype coming in as maybe the best team in the South Suburbs. They went and just laid an egg at home at Flossmore in the game I saw. Actually, I think that was at their place. But so, And then they've kind of just receded from the limelight. They've also lost to Corliss over the holidays. So right now, I think Lincoln Way East stock is tanked. It's cheap. You can pick this stuff up <laughs> and have a team that a lot of people like. I still am not convinced. I'm sorry, Griffin's sell. Uh, for your reasons, I just said it's so cheap, Mike. Yeah. I can I can buy this thing right now for a team that I actually saw play really well. It, it was a long time ago, Thanksgiving, but I I came away. And I remember a tweet that I was watching, or when I was watching them play Brother Rice. I said this team has the look of a top twenty-five team. Uh, they played well that night, that day. And, yes, they've got some all of the, what you would say, quote-unquote, quality teams they've played, they've lost to. And they play Bolingbrook Friday night, this Friday night. So I'm going to buy the stock before Friday night's game, in case, just in case they, they pull off that stunner over Bolingbrook. But, yeah, they're at Bolingbrook, so I'm going to buy the stock now in a – sectional where you really only have to come up big joe henrickson this is one of the worst investments you've ever made once or just <laughs> once I, I i'm i'm buying lincoln Way east. oh boy oh boy all right next up corliss who has defeated lincoln way east they got george condit the isu uh illinois sorry iowa state recruit <laughs> they are 17 and three um i'm trying to think who's the other win um i guess lincoln waste is their only big win I thought there was something else halfway decent. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, they're a sell. They're a sell for me. I like to consider myself well prepared in all things high school basketball. I am not when it comes to my Corliss stock review. I don't know what to do with them other than sell because I just don't know enough about them. I really don't. Yeah. Um, next up, a team that is interesting to me, Bogan. They are 13-7. and seven. That is not a record that is going to make anyone um, want to buy stock. But, you know, the losses are to good teams. They've played a great, a very tough schedule. Um, I liked them when I've seen them play. I think they have a lot of talent. I think they're young. I think the stock probably now isn't too expensive. Um, so I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy on Bogan. Yeah, that... That garbage three A sectional that has three teams in it. I'm I'm buying Bogan stock. I mean I, I they are a talented talented team that just has not been able to put everything together. They're probably a year away from being a a team that is a bona fide legitimate top ten team. But with the record they have and of public league teams, I mean they, they they've been talked not much at all and they've you look at their schedule that they've played they've played some good teams tough too i mean they you know the fenwicks and the curies and morgan parks i mean morgan park mike i mean they lost to them i think by a bucket um i know simeon blew them out but yeah i'll, I'll buy i'll buy some bogan stock give me some Bengals. yeah the only kind of they lost to st charles north early and that's kept them that kept them out of the rankings for about a month there uh, it, it's time to forgive um 
Thanksgiving week stuff. They haven't lost to one. There's not one game they've lost this year, though. Of how many losses did you say they had? Seven. Seven. Yeah. I don't but, think there's not there's not a one there's not one bad loss. No, St. Charles North is the worst. They've yeah. all been really good losses. Right. So I mean, for a team that's got some youth and building and, and maturing, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll buy some of that. Next up is Lake Zurich. Joe talked about them earlier. They're sixteen and five. I have not seen them yet this year, but uh, a lot of the guys are back, so I feel like I have a decent handle on them. Uh, I feel like they're maybe mid priced. I'm not sure, so I'm going to hold on Lake Zurich. They're a team I just haven't been able to trust, and but there's they're, they're a sectional. If you look at their sectional and all of the teams you think that were going to be good, you know, have, have been hit or miss or struggling or up and down. I mean, that sectional yeah. is as wide open of a sectional as there is in 4A. Uh, and, I mean, I don't think they'll win the sectional, but... There's not yeah, a ranked team in it. I, I, yeah, I mean, lightning in a bottle, stock is low, a bunch of veterans that are experienced. I'll, I'll buy some Lake Zurich. Another team from that sectional, the uh, Lake Zurich sectional, they're at home, is uh, up next. It is Stevenson, 10-6. and six. We talked about them a little bit earlier today, riding that big win over Waukegan. Um, I'm going to sell, though. Young, I, I, some of their results scare me. So. Yeah, I, I I like to put a lot of trust in Pat Ambrose, who I think is one of the best coaches in high school basketball. And uh, for the reasons I just said, like Zurich experience, I bought it for lightning in a bottle, seniors in March. Stevenson does not quite have that, so I will sell as well. Uh, next up is a team that is in the other side of that super sectional complex the main east super sectional it is prospect they are 13 and 4 they've been on the verge they have literally been on the verge of being ranked for i don't even know how long they were in there for maybe the first month of the season for a few weeks then they got out and haven't been able to get them back in they've constantly on my radar i've paid a lot of attention to them but i feel like not anybody really cares about prospect so i've got mid to low priced stock and there's nobody super great in their sectional, so I'm buying prospect. I usually always buy prospect stock. Yeah. Uh, I, but what concerns me is that I really wanted they, they had a tough road at at um, Christmas time or Wheeling, yeah. and they, they played a a Main West team that's had a nice little season. They beat them, which is a tough first round game. They played Geneva, which is a good team, beat them, but then. You know, lost back to back to Niles North and Waukegan, so that tempered my enthusiasm. But they have also played a very good schedule. They have also played. You know, their losses are all quality losses. You know, I, I, I like teams that don't lose to bad teams, and that's why I'm buying Prospect. And I'm a big David Swidura fan. That the the guard senior, really one of the overlooked players in the in the class. And yeah, I'm gonna buy some Prospect. Up next, oh, good old Bennett, fifteen and four. We've already talked about them. They were my take. I'm clearly gonna buy because you'd have to be a fool. Not to. Yeah, you have to buy that stock. I just for all the reasons you said earlier, winnable sectional. Throw into that uh, an equation. Gene Hyde Camp. It just it just makes sense, and it's probably the cheapest stock Bennett stock's ever been. 
And now we've got an, an, another team I think is kind of interesting, St. Viator. They are 16-4. and four. Um, Jeremiah Hernandez has had a nice season getting some recruiting attention. They are also in this main East sectional. It's kind of weird this is working out like this. I did not plan it. Um, not talked about much lately, St. Viator. They kind of were a little bit second month of the season, not so much lately. I feel like I don't have a handle on them yet, so I'm, but I don't want to give up on it. I'm, I'm talking too much about it, but I'm going to hold. What section are they in again? They're I in the can't... main East sectional. This one with Prospect, Evanston, Nutri, Loyola. Uh, yeah, it, it's I'm a selling, uh, and I'm a big St. Viator guy because I, I, I thought coming into the season, uh, I really highly of them, but it goes back with my, my uh, what I keep saying they, they've they've got some bad losses. Yeah, they've lost to Maine West, they've lost to Glenbrook South, they've lost to Lake Forest. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to sell. And that sectional is going to be a grind to get through. And I just don't have, see the consistency right now. So I'm selling. Well, yeah, you are 100% right. St. Vider is a fascinating team because the last two years they've had such high highs and low lows. It's made them very difficult to deal with in the rankings. Um, next up, Wheaton Warrenville South. Got a measure of revenge. I feel like they beat Naperville North, you know, but. It just winning a regular season game is not full revenge for getting knocked out of the playoffs in your magical season the year before. They are sixteen and four. I this is a tough one for me. I'm probably gonna sell though. I feel like they're a mid priced stock and I don't really like their chances in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm selling Wheaton South. I mean that's to their credit, they they lost quite a bit from last year. And you know, the the the, the the fact that they beat Naperville North, yes, that, that's a big win. Although Chris Johnson, their leading scorer, didn't play for Naperville North last night. Uh, I think he was out with a concussion. Tom Welch, who he didn't play on Friday night, he's got a, sh- a shoulder injury. So those are two best players. They did squeak out the the tight win last night. But yeah, I um, I'm, I'm selling Wheaton South. All right, another one here that's interesting. DePaul Prep had a nice weekend, eighteen and four. They have. I think they were they were supposed to be in 2A. They petitioned up to 3A, possibly to get away from Orr, which would make sense. And so now they're in the North Chicago sectional, which is not very good. And uh, they have a nice path into state. Perry Cowan was almost one of my takes this week. He's, he can just score and shoot. And we have so few players that can actually shoot and score, I feel like, that he's a little underlooked at this point. So I would go in... As heavy on DePaul stock as anybody on the list. Bob. I am buying it up as yeah. well. It's a little pricey because I think their win last last yesterday over Evanston did open some eyes. Uh, just the way they played, you know, they they yeah, good point. The, the Perry Collin, I'm gonna have a little piece on him coming up in my three pointer column this week. But yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. He's He's playing over the last two weeks at extremely high level since I saw him play even at Hinsdale Central where he didn't shoot it very well, Hinsdale Central Holiday Tournament. And DePaul Prep, I mean, they have an easier road now than they had in 2A. So even though the stock is expensive right now for them, I think it's a must-buy. I mean, I, that's, that's sectional? Come on. Joe, I mean, Joe, ITW Spear is probably the best noble school, and they're in there. Well, I mean, Carmel <laughs> – I mean, realistically, Carmel, North Chicago, and that's it. I mean, it's it's DePaul preps to lose. 
And then, Antioch, weren't you an Antioch guy, Joe? Uh, I saw <laughs> Antioch score this weekend that was pretty bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm off that. That's too bad. Um, at least we did find something to disagree about in this podcast, Lincoln Way East. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we've had a couple. We should have kept track of how many we just completely disagreed on. Yeah, but that's the only one where I thought you were nuts. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, now we're into the top 25 from last week. Aurora Christian, who is going to be this year's Hope Academy in the rankings. He was probably going to be stuck there at number 25 until March. They are 16-0. and 0. Jake Wolf. I have not seen them play. I know very little about them. They have a D1 player, and they're undefeated. I'm going to try and get around to see them. Um, uh, isn't there... If we're talking stock prices and yeah. 1A... Isn't theirs as high as they are? are they ranked number one in one A? I have no idea. I don't look at that foolish AP stuff. Um, well, I mean, they, they must be one or two. I mean, I'm just letting you know before you make your decision. Oh yeah, it's got to be super expensive, and I know nothing about them, um, <laughs> other than they have a D1 player and they're undefeated, so maybe they should be ranked number two. But um, so I'll just hold since I'm ignorant. I've seen a lot of them in the off season, not during the season. I should say a lot of them. I've seen a few times in the off season. I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind because I think they get to Peoria, and I, um, I, I like their chances in March and one A. All right. Next up, number twenty-four, Maine South. Who we should, you know, condolences and you know, real thoughts out with the whole Maine South community. Tommy Gardner's father. Um, died in an ac- a car accident on the way to uh, Galesburg, I believe, to see them play, which you know, it was really rough reading about. You know, we all drive around so much to basketball games, and hearing something like that, you know, you can't help but kind of think about how much you drive and how lucky you are that nothing like that has happened. So I hope everything's going well in Park Ridge and everybody's kind of dealing with that. And I've been thinking about it an awful lot over the last week. So Maine South, we will um, – I'll buy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, as you said, condolences and their thoughts and, and prayers with, with, with everything involved. It's just awfully tragic. And uh, I, I I wrote about Maine South last week, and I, I really like this team. I like their parts. I like the pieces. I like their size. I like their length uh, to go with their traditional you know, system and style that, that gives people fits. So I – you know, I, I like Maine South. I think it's a good buy in that sectional because I think some people with some of the bigger names in that sectional are going to be overlooking them. And, yeah, I, I like the price of Maine South stock right now where it is, and I'll, I'll snatch that up right now too. Number 23, the Steelman of Joliet Central. They are 15-3, and three, just played Bolingbrook this week, and it was just like last year where they were able to lead for some of the game, and then they were right in it, and then Bolingbrook does what Bolingbrook does, and they go on that big late run. I think they had a 13-0 run in the fourth quarter to, to win it, and it was at Joliet Central. Um, but, however, I feel like Joliet Central stock is not expensive. You know, I've had them in the rankings, but I don't think anybody's too excited about them. Um, and they're the Steelmen, so I'm going to buy. Shocker. Buying the stock. <laughs> Let's see, Mike. Uh, Romeoville, they lost to um, North London. Rematch on Friday, at home. Do they have a? Do they have a really impressive win? Wheaton South is their best Wheaton win. Wheaton South. Yeah. yeah, I'm selling. 
Joe Selling the Steelman. Next up, Romeoville. They are 16-4. and four. Just got thwacked by West Aurora. You can buy the stock pretty cheap right now. I will say that. But it's going to drop even more after the Steelman beat them on Friday. So you could get it cheaper later. I don't know. Who's going to buy Romeoville stock at this point? I can't. Yeah. I'm going to have to sell what left I have. I mean, I was hanging around with some of the parents after the game last night when I was trying to write, and I'm not sure they would have bought. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got to sell. I mean, the the and again, this goes without saying, there's a lot of basketball to be played between now, and we've seen teams turn things around, get hot at the right time. Romeoville has the sectional on their home floor, but I, I – this is, I mean, I sold Joya Central stock. I'm selling Romeoville stock. Uh, it's just it's the reason why I bought Lincoln Way East. It's just, they're just sitting there. <laughs> that sectional. Now, West Aurora and Bolingbrook, to me, have, uh, you know, you may argue Joya Central. I just think those two have kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack. Next up, Naperville North. They are 15-2. and two. Joe just talked about the circumstances of their loss. To Wheaton Warrenville South, um, their team I have not seen yet this year. Um, I've heard good things. I like they've got some. I'm gonna buy because of that section. I'm buying Naperville North. I think this is a great time to buy. Coming off the loss, lose a little buzz, uh, rejuvenate themselves. They've got the size, like we said, and Chris Johnson and Tom Welch inside. They got size across the front line. Um, and Jack Hill, the guard, has done a nice job. I think he's tough. I, I think it's a no-brainer to buy Naperville North stock. I mean, right now, if you had a, if you put a gun to my head and said, Joe, who's going to win the Glenbard East sectional? I would probably go Naperville North. So I think it's a no-brainer to buy that stock right now. All right. Next up, number 20, Batavia. They are 18-4. and four, Lost to, I believe, St. Charles North this week. Um think they're overrated i think it's too expensive i sell overrated in terms of what i don't think they're number well they're not going to be number 20 next week right um, um i just don't see it yeah have you seen batavia no okay when batavia is playing i mean this sounds ridiculous when they're playing well <laughs> they're good <laughs> they look really good no they look really good i mean they they just have offensive weapons, Mike. And when they are shooting the ball well, I like their balance. I like they got a little bit of size, just enough. And they just they got some length. I think they're good. I mean, I've been touting them all year long. I knew they would be – it would take time because they had – you know, everybody that wins football championships usually has a player or two. They had multiple players playing football through Thanksgiving. I think they – that mentality, they've got some that that winning mentality, that formula, that, that toughness and belief. So I think they are extremely dangerous, and I think they will tumble in your rankings. And I and, and I think it's a perfect time to buy their stock. I mean, they their their schedule has not been great, and that that's my concern. They haven't played a really really good. They did beat Naperville North, but. Huge week this week. They've got um, St. Joe's in Geneva. So, yeah, St. Joe's kind of kicked it up yeah. a little here. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm uh, just because of my belief in Batavia. Uh, I'm a, I'm going to buy Batavia stock. 
Did you did you buy, sell, or hold? I can't remember what you just sell, said. Sell, sell. You are a man on an island with this Batavia stuff. I've asked some other people <laughs> that I trust that have seen them. They do I not like, see the Joe Henriksen love of Batavia. I like them. They, they, they had a lemon against Brother Rice. So if they took in the Brother Rice game, there's no question. I mean, they, they I think they're shot at just horror, horrific from the field. But, um and they were again. I go back to the summer. They looked good this summer. They've got a bunch of good small college basketball players. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll uh, I will buy Batavia. Next up, team you just mentioned, Brother Rice. Oh, Brother Rice. They've been up and down and up and down. Uh, they won't be ranked next week. Uh, they're nineteenth now. I'm. I oh, they s- were. Oh yeah, they were up there because of their holiday performance. Um, but they're out. They're going to be out now. They're a sell for me. Yeah, I got to sell. I, and I've been a big brother rice guy all year. Uh, they have been up and down. They, the, 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 the 19 point of all the weekend and not very many scores surprise me anymore. Right? We've talked about that. I, I just don't think there's really upsets and deal of is not, I mean, they're, they're a nice team, but, they just, I mean, they got beat by 19. And, um, it's not so even it, their worst loss of the year. That was to Eisenhower. Yeah. Eisenhower. I mean, Lyola beat them up. Um, Kenwood, which has struggled. Yeah. They beat them. So, yeah, I, Lincoln Way East. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm selling Brother Rice as much as I, 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 I think they're a dangerous team that can jump up and, and, and upset someone. But I just don't see uh, the consistency to, to pull to run off a, a string of them. Selling Brother Rice, buying Batavia. <laughs> Joe Henderson. Yeah. Um, number 18. After, <laughs> including a team that they beat by 21. Yeah. Uh, North Lawndale, number 18. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with them. after They lost three games this week. Um, to what, Curie? Young and old. Kind of a tough, kind of a tough. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Yeah, and they were in. I mean, all those games came down to like the last yeah. shot, except for Curie. Um, just the three top five teams. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough week for North London. I've seen a lot of them, and I, I kept them in the rankings. I think a little longer than most people would have. They they don't have a big win, but they just play everybody that's really good so tight that I have some belief in them. But it's this hard. Sounds for like, me. This sounds like your bogan argument from a year ago. Yeah, I have a hard time with North London because they just haven't pulled off the win, you know, that you're going to need. And I feel like they're, they're a little pricey because they've been ranked all year. You know, you're taking Young to overtime. They're a t- I guess hold a hold. Hold. I mean, you're the you, – for my Batavia talk, and yes. your North Lawndale team has had more credentials, I agree. Uh, but you've – put them in a pretty high esteem throughout the year. And I have not, I've seen a I haven't seen them as many times as you have, but I just have not been as, I guess, enamored with them. And I'm going to, I'm going to sell. Although, yeesh, I'm trying to find their sectional. Yeah, you're, this is a 3A team that took Young to overtime and lost to Orr in a last second shot. That's some stock you might want to reconsider. Yeah, I'm gonna go with your, your, your. It's about wins, and yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, what, where are there? Well, you're gonna say Juliet Central, but what, what are there really good ones? 
That's it. Okay. So yeah, they I'm got selling. a bad-ish loss to Marshall um, as well, which Marshall's come on a little bit. But yeah, that's a, a tough one. Although, Mike, this is this is we're gonna spend way too much time on this. No, I, I have to buy it. Yeah, because they're road. Yeah, so that's what I'm that saying. Back. I. I, yeah. I I, I'm just gonna buy every three. Any, just exactly. tell me a three A team, yes. and I'm gonna buy their stock. You have a three A, yeah. You have a three A team that took Young to overtime. How can you not be buying? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no question. I take that back. I, they, they'll take out Little Village and Noble, the Noble schools, <laughs> yeah. and knock off Peyton and win that sectional. So yeah, I. Um, that's a no brainer. Yeah, they're the number four team probably in all of three A in our area. Or maybe number three. Wait, Hillcrest and Marion are the only other three A teams. So is their price high right now? I wouldn't know. Is there, is there that's price what I'm saying? Yeah, I said. High? Yeah, they've got to be expensive based on that. So that's the that's why I'm a hold because of the, it's expensive. I don't care. They ain't losing any of those teams. <laughs> All right. Who, who, next, who are they gonna lose to? I know. Yeah, that's why. But it's got to be really expensive. Yeah, I don't buy. Just buy it. <laughs> Jeez. I'm sp- I mean, I'm, I, I just did a 180 degree turn. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Then I, I just looked at that sectional. Gosh, Crystal Ray Jesuit. Yeah, it's uh, gross. Oh, they got Farragut. Yeah, who's come on a little bit and picked up a nice win over. Um, oh, deal. I mean, Farragut and Deal Sal, the two teams that got to be. Yeah, I'm buying. North Lawndale. North All right, 17, Loyola. We've seen the last two Fridays. They're 17 and 3. Ha. Huh. Um. I can't remember. Have you ranked them yet? They were ranked. They got in last week, two weeks ago. Then they moved up after beating DePaul Prep all the way up to 17. But then they lost to DePaul Prep. And now they squeaked by Ignatius. I honestly have no idea if they're going to stick in the rankings. My gut says no. I. It's hard to. What's their price? Is it. Yeah, that's. Uh, tough sectional. Yeah. Very, very balanced. I'm going to hold on Loyola. I'm going to hold on Loyola because that's, that's, you're going to have to win a tough regional game to get out of that, to get through. I mean, they have to put together three tough, grinded out wins. So yeah, I'm going to hold. Um, although I know, I don't know. Did you? What, what did you do? No, I didn't do. I'm a sell. I don't see the upside. I think they're a good team, but I don't see the playoff upside. Sorry. I'm gonna hold. I'm on. Uh, I'm actually getting out to the war on the shore this weekend, so I'm holding. Next up, number sixteen, New Trier. They are fourteen and three. We're kind of a rankings fixture early in the year. Got all the way up to I think number eleven or something. Um, had some uh, a rough game over the holidays and. And then I've picked up some wins, beat Niles North. So I, I think they're going to be a fairly pricey stock. Yeah, I agree. Which makes um, it a tougher decision. Um, and they've beaten a lot of teams that are sectional. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to hold on to it. Another hold. I'm going to have to hold on to everybody in that main East sectional. I'm a buy. I, I think other than... Niles North, who they've beaten, which, you know, I don't know if that would happen again, but, and there's Evanston's in that sectional. They, they just lost, you know, an overtime to them. So I'm a buy. I'm buying New they, they, they beat Loyola. They've beaten Maine yeah. South. Yeah. Um, I'm going to hold. 
Huh, kind of surprised myself there for that one. But yeah, I'm buying Nutrier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number 15, Leo, 13 and 5. If there was See, like I, a... I saw that Nutrier team. I, I just didn't. They played. I saw they lost to Proviso East. Proviso. Ah, forget it. All right, I'm going up, rambling. Go on. Yeah, you're right. But then they turned it around here. Niles North, they right. beat him. Right. Um, yeah, Leo, 13 and 5. Fred Cleveland has a small band of disciples that just love watching him play basketball, of which I'm quickly joining. Love the rebounding of the Anderson brothers. I, I like Leo. Um, they've got. Where are they going to be ranked this week? They're going to be pretty high because they didn't lose and they were 15 and everybody else lost. Um, Jeez, that's some pricey stock for a team that I I don't know. But 2A, give me it. I'll buy it. Yeah, I'm buying Leo too. I'm in. I'm all in. And man, for next year, Leo's going to be really expensive. Um, Oak Park, number 14. They were in the upper echelon of the elite for a while. Um, they've fallen down to number 14. They are 14 and four. Deshaun Enoch is back after missing most of the year. I feel like I've been less excited about them than some people this season. Well, I was extremely excited about them, but I mean, I, they lost to Notre Dame. They lost to Wheaton South. Didn't they play Wheaton South last weekend? Oh, and, uh, uh, yeah, but that was consolation. <laughs> I forgot the that, consolation yeah. asterisk. Yeah, that was, con- that was consolation Martin Luther King play, I believe. Come on. Uh, yeah, and then who did they play this week? Um, the, Glenbard to... West, was it? Or, um... Anyway, I, I mean, I've been a Oak Park bandwagon guy going into, remember I picked them to, I mean, they played well against Curie. I mean, they were right there. Um. I mean, according to Michael O'Brien's records, they really only have two losses since two of them came in consolation play. <laughs> so that Notre Dame game, he, that was a lemon. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, but their stock's low. Huh? Well, they did just lose to Notre Dame, but, but they, I'm a sell, so you can. Uh, I'll just hold on to it. Next I up, n- number thirteen, Hillcrest. They're sixteen and four. Three A. Three A. Buying. Oh, buy it all, <laughs> all of it. I mean, they don't. They, Morgan Park isn't even in their way anymore to get to state. Yeah, it's a time to rejoice in Country Club Hills because I, <laughs> you, you're you're in three A and you're not with the big boys. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm. That that's a great buy. Uh, next, I mean, I, no one's even really talking about Hillcrest. No, and, they, and they've had quietly a pretty nice season. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent buying on Hillcrest. Next up is number twelve, Marion Catholic, fourteen and three, also in the same three A world as Hillcrest. To me, a clear buy. Clear buy. I think they're the. I mean, have they. When's the last time they were out of the rankings? They have not dropped since they got in, so it's been months. So, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they are going to be pricey. They are, they should be pricey because, as we just talked about Hillcrest, I mean, that's your sectional battle championship game. Yeah, Hillcrest and Marion Catholic. So you buy them both, and just knowing that one of them will win. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy Marion Catholic. All right, now we're getting to some really interesting. This top eleven, 
Uh, Evanston was number 11 last week. They're 14-4. and four. They lost to... Uh, they squeaked by Glenbrook South on Friday. Phil Ralston is approaching Gene Heidkamp levels of dangerous. And then they lost to DePaul Prep in the game we saw. So what do you? What's your Evanston, Joe? This is going to be expensive stock, though. Still, I think. Oh, I, I, I mean, the stock is still expensive. I got to sell. I, I, for the mere fact, I don't ever trust young teams come March. I, I, I just, I mean, unless you are some kind of special, ridiculous talent, uh, those freshmen usually do not lead you to. Uh, the next level of you know level you need to reach when March comes and yes Lance Jones is a junior and has had a nice season but I I I have to sell Evanston right now. That's interesting. I buy it all, all the Evanston stock with all the money I have. I mean the way I'm looking at it, a tough I, sectional young team. I feel like either Evanston or Niles. And it's expensive right now. Yeah, I, I don't care. I think either Evanston or Niles North is at state. I, I think they're the two best teams in that super, so I'm buying. Yeah, I, I think they're talented. I think they're good. I think, but I just, I, I, I just don't trust young. I mean, I, if they, if Mike Ellis gets to Peoria, who I think is. I mean, I'll argue with anybody, but I think he's a one of the best. I don't care what anybody says. I, but to to get to Peoria with four freshmen and who are all nice freshmen, but it's you know, I, I that that's unbelievable to think about. Well, who's gonna beat him? Somebody without four freshmen. All right. <laughs> I'm buying. And, I, and next up is Niles North, the team that could beat him. In well, the- I also am coming off. I mean, I think we would agree that they have not. I mean, they're coming off a rough, pretty tough weekend. Yeah, that was the worst game I'd seen them play by far. And um, from what I heard, they didn't play very well at all against Glenbrook South. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Niles North is number 10. They're 18-2. and two. All of their ups and downs have been well documented on No Shot Clock this season. Um, they're in that sectional with Evanston, the main East sectional. I guess, gonna, I, I, I guess your 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 little mini rant on Evanston is kind of mine on Isles North, yeah. even though it's probably even more expensive. But because everybody's been talking about Isles North all year long, they ripped off uh, went, headed into January as the only big school unbeaten team. And other than that hiccup, you know, to two good teams, uh, I mean Isles North has has played the part. I. They just when they are playing the type of team like Maine South, Nutri, I'm gonna have to sell them too. I, I just think my value I can get for Evanston and, and Niles North right now is too high. I, I just don't trust in that sectional. I, I I I bought Maine South stock, so it's, it appears I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say, who do you think is going to state? Pick Maine South <laughs> yeah. to win the, the sectional. I just, I'm using the, this is where the beginning of the show, the podcast, where I said, "What do you do with with those high priced teams?" And I, I just, I get a lot of money right now for Niles North. Right. Unbelievable amount. Give me it. So I'm, I'm gonna sell. I, because it's so expensive, I'm gonna hold. I want it. I don't want more of it because I feel like I have a lot. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> I'm going to hold the Niles North stock. Um, but I like their chances. Um, number nine, Lincoln Park. 14-5. and five, Went from nowhere to the top ten after beating Whitney Young. This week, they lost to Farragut. Um, and I heard that was at Lincoln Park. I was assuming it was at Farragut. I didn't look, but it was actually at Lincoln Park. Um, so that, that puts a wrinkle in this. I have no idea exactly where they're going to fall in the rankings um, later tonight, but... This is a no-brainer to me. Yeah? I'm selling. I mean, you got... I mean, we've... Lincoln Park's been pumped up, ranked high, uh, rugged sectional. I kind of think it's a two-man team. Uh, I'm, I'm selling. Interesting. The sectional is what gives me pause, of course. But um, I mean, I saw Lincoln Park play at play at North Lawndale two weeks ago, and or play at North Lawndale this week, and Lincoln Park played much better. I don't think they're a two-man team. I think they've got an awful lot. I'm really intrigued by a lot of their younger players. They have a lot of guys that can score. I like them. Um, I'm in on this team. But like you said, the sectional. I mean, Whitney Young, they beat. Who's probably the best team. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying. I'm Good coming. luck. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a high-priced stock that's... I'm trying to figure out a comparison on the real stock market of where that thing's headed. No, I, I think that's a clear sell. All right. I'll buy Lincoln Park, and you can, you can I, gobble up that Lincoln Way East, man. I want to <laughs> – uh, yeah, I'll take that section of Lincoln Way East as in reverse of the RB sectional that the, we have fun playing Fenwick in the regional championship. Yeah, you know, that sectional's not looking quite as – it's got Curie in it. What do you mean? You got Curie, Fenwick, and Young. Whitney Young. They've already beaten Young. Okay, so what? You think you think Young Lincoln Park plays ten times? You think how many Lincoln Park winning? I don't know. I, after what I saw from Young yesterday, they're not playing any defense. That's why all their scores are in the eighties, and they win some. So I'm not a huge Young backer. We're, well, well, we'll save that for in a couple of spots. Um, but, uh, yeah, number eight is oh, Bowling Park. Yeah, right now it's going to be Oak Park, Lincoln Park, regional final. Yeah, I got Lincoln Park in that. That'd be a good regional final. Yeah, it would. That'd be fun. I think I would be there. Um, number eight, Bowling Brook. Um, kind of low now. This was before the uh, Morgan Park win. Um, they're 15 and two, uh, clear buy for me. They'll be much higher ranked. Yeah. I mean, today. you gotta buy Bolenbrook. I mean, they can get by Linkway East. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I hope Sam Schaefer and his folk are listening. Um, number seven Fenwick. Oh, this is an interesting one. Cause it's going to be expensive. They're 14 and six. They did lose twice this week. Um, just lost to Morgan Park and lost to Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're really dead. They're not going to win the red South central <laughs> this year. Um, 14 and six, but high priced, but they're three a. So that's a lot of factors. Wait, hmm. who, who are you talking about? Oh, sorry. Fenwick up to four a. I'm never going to get yeah. that right in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that changes things. Cause they're in the tough, a tough section with Curie in the way. This is a tough choice. What do you, do you have a gut feeling? Uh, I mean, I was, for anybody to hold on Fenwick right now after the schedule they've played and how many times I think we've seen them, 
you can't hold. You gotta either buy or sell. So Ooh, you gotta make a choice. You're saying. Yeah, I mean, you can't hold. You know too much. Uh, I mean, is there? A, <sighs> I like the way they played yesterday without their big fella. I, I'm gonna buy. Uh, I I look at that sectional and yeah, I, I'm. I'm buying Fenwick stock, even at a little, little price. Yeah, I think it's come down, though, with some of the losses. So, yeah, I, I think it's a nice price for a Fenwick team right now. I'm buying. This is a tough choice for me because I, I I thought a couple of the role players played really well yes, yesterday. Um, which kind of – DJ Stewart played well. Yes, I he mean, did. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not letting you I'm, – I'm not allowing you to hold. You have to either buy or sell on Fenwick. But it's high. Can they beat Curie? Can they beat Young? <sighs> I'm gonna sell. All right. That that's yeah. probably I'm least confident out of all these about Fenwick. But I I think it is pricey, even though they lost. I think yesterday's game proved more than it hurt them to a lot of people. A lot of people thought I had them too high all year. Um, and then they dropped, and then now they're high again. So I feel like we like Fenwick a lot more than the general public. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I I just think they're they're playing a much better basketball now than they did at the in the first half of the season when I saw them play some some high quality teams. I, I just think they're much. Uh, it's funny at the beginning of the year we everybody loved them. We thought they were going to be great, and then eh, they really kind of struggled out of the gate in my mind. And then you, then now they've kind of regrouped and become closer to the team. I thought they'd become. So to me, that's why I have to buy. Uh, next up is number six, Marist 18 and two lost to Bennett. As we discussed this earlier this week, I went public with my, uh, Marist feeling. So of course they lost. Yeah. You, you got on that thing. Um, but I feel like a loss to Bennett. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Now here's a question: Do you buy stock in a team that you really don't believe has any chance of winning a sectional? Zero chance. I feel like getting to a sectional final is a pretty yeah, good I, return. No, I agree, and that's that's. I mean, I'm going back to Lincoln Way East. I know, but <laughs> you know, some of my thought was that exactly exactly what you just said. And in this sectional, with that being said, there are some, if you look at that sectional, Mike, there are some higher profile teams, big names going into the season that have really either tanked, scuffling now, or have just not lived up to what, I mean, think about it, Brother Rice, Kenwood, Bloom, HF, well, Thornton, I mean, that's a big name, but I mean, all of them. Have really, really not done it. I mean, Simeon Maris are the two teams in that sectional that have that have opened eyes. So I think I think because of that and their, you know, what they've shown, I think you have to buy as high as it is right now. But I think that, but they with that caveat that they would have to get to that sectional final to get your money back. Yeah. So I'm buying. I'm buying too. I still like Maris an awful lot. Um... I'm all in. Um, one team we did not mention in that Thornton sectional that is dangerous is Sandberg. 
<laughs> look out. <laughs> They're one of the few teams in that sectional that you can look at and go, oh, they could knock somebody off. Um, yeah, they've, yeah they've, they've had a nice, surprising season. Yeah, played some good Todd, teams tight. Todd Allen's done a good job there this year. Um, but yeah, I'm buying Maris. Now, everything I said the last two weeks, I still believe. Um, you're not going to win all their games. So I'm giving them a little slight pass for Bennett. No clue what I'll do with them in the rankings, though. Number five, Morgan Park, fifteen and seven. No brainer for me. Come on, you, I mean, that's 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 to me. This is. But it's so expensive, Joe. It's it doesn't a, matter. It's the second most expensive stock in the country on wouldn't, the list. Wouldn't wouldn't care. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm buying my Apple stock. I. I, I <laughs> Mike, it's three A. That when and uh, the only question I have is when they all do come together, does it change things? I was really impressed with how they played last night for as kind of lackluster as we've seen some of the scores recently, and some of their younger guys and what they've done from Marcus Watson to I, I just I I'm, I buy this stock. I I will, I will mortgage the 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 future on them because I I just. In, in 3A especially, I mean, do you really think completely healthy that anybody, I mean, if they get to Peoria, I'm going to at least get my money back. And I just don't think anybody beats them. Yeah, I have, I, I mean, they were horrible on Monday. Horrible. Well, I don't have Monday. I mean, that to, to me, you and I talked briefly and we disagreed on the quality of the game of Bolingbrook, um, Morgan Park, yeah, Morgan Park. Uh, I, I thought it was a kind of a ugly game, and I, I just I thought that game lent itself to being that type of game uh, with those two particular teams facing off one another. I, I just thought that fresh memory from you know right now eighteen hours ago. I was really impressed with Morgan Park last night. And, and I have doubts about if they ever will be healthy. You know, I, I just don't know. I saw Tamel Pearson. He was, he's back around the team again. You know, I don't know how eye surgery goes. I just feel like it's so expensive. I'm going to hold. I'll hold. So, I mean, just roll, just for devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, so, Bogan is the team you think could knock them off well, St. Rita does weird stuff you think St. Rita is going to beat Morgan Park no but come on if they come out and look like that Bolingbrook with you know Io's still not 100% but he's trying to play because it's the playoffs and it's the end of his career I mean my thing is Io was good enough to obviously couldn't play but he was good enough to give it a go so I'm not thinking that it's a of just this devastating ankle injury I mean, I you give him time, add him to the weapons they have. Now the Pearson thing is, I mean, even if he comes back, I don't. I mean, he hasn't played really, and yeah. So that that I'm kind of ruling that out, even though it's a bonus. But I just, I, I think, I think you're crazy. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll, we'll we'll disagree on this yeah, one. I just don't think they've played well enough for me to want to buy it since it's so expensive. And you're right about the road. But even North Lawndale right now, looming on the other side. So you're holding. I'm holding. I'm not selling. You're going to see what Yeah. What they progress in the public league playoffs and all that. Talk to me in a month. I'm holding. Not going to buy. 
Um, number four is Young. They're 17 and four. I feel like we haven't talked about him too much in the last month after an awful lot of talk early. Um, I was not impressed yesterday. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna say they played great, but I mean, geez, you act like they <laughs> laid an egg. I feel like they did defensively. Both teams were dismal. I mean, defensively it was lackluster. Part especially Bloomington the first quarter. Uh, I, it was odd. It was almost odd how uh, it was just a layup line. Both teams. It's all it yeah. was the whole game. I mean. I got nothing from that from either team. You know, I was all in on Young last year. Um, they made me look good. I thought they had a backbone. I thought they were tough. You know, they just don't have any rebounders. I mean, that, I that's the concern. I mean, if you watch the Or Young game, you would be very concerned. Just what Raekwon Drake and Danny Smith did to Young on the glass. Yeah, and and the factor that they on defense. You know, I I just think. I'm a sell, I guess. <laughs> I'm saying um, like your your thing that you just uh, did with Morgan Park holding. I want to hold my young stock. So you're selling it. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna hold because I I still have hope for <laughs> Tyler Beard appearance, which I think would add a a dimension to them. I keep hearing he's going to play here and going to play there and he doesn't uh that's a a nice addition for them but yeah i'm, I'm gonna hold i don't think he was there yesterday uh i was, I was told he had a funeral to attend oh okay well that's uh, good because i was wondering why he wasn't even there but yeah. yeah young i'm just i'm worried about him i mean they they just don't have that no one if somebody wants to get to the rim on young they're going to get there because there's nobody to step up and stop him and that's a problem. Um, number three, or 16 and three preseason number one in the Chicago Sun-Times. Two A. You, you said Morgan Park was the second most expensive stock to buy. Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah, I did. So are you saying Simeon or Orr is one? Not most expensive. I thought Simeon was one and Morgan Park two. You think Orr is more expensive? Yeah, just because, I mean... Do you make a lot of money if someone wins two A? <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> What's the? Uh... Well, DePaul Prep bounced to three A to avoid or and two A. So, um, uh, I, 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 yeah, because I think it's a gimme. You're not going to make much money, but I just think it's a layup. Now, if they win the city, you make a ton of money. True. I, I, that's why I think you, you have to buy or. I mean, Mike, there, I mean, I, I, I say this with admitting I don't know anything about 2A basketball around the state. So, but all I know is this they won 2A last year. And this OR team is much better than last year's OR team. Do we agree on that? Yes. I, I'm not even going to let you answer. I mean, Danny Smith's better. I mean, every, every single player is better than they were last year, except for maybe. The Mosley effect, which Chase Adams and they added Chase Adams. Yeah, this team is clearly better than last year's OR team. So, to me, I can't. I mean, we've had them in the past; these clear-cut favors. But when, I can't remember a bigger favorite to win a state championship out of Chicago than OR this year. 
Yeah, they're big. I'm not sure. They, they definitely have. They're more talented than last year. I haven't seen them play as well as they did last year yet, which is concerning to me. Um, you haven't what? I've, they haven't. I've never seen them play as well as they did last year yet. Things so you, aren't, didn't, you didn't see the young game, right? I watched it on TV. Yeah. You didn't think that game was a high level dominating performance? I thought it was, but Young hasn't played any defense. They just ran them, and they had nobody to stop them down low. Oh, I loved Orr that night. I mean, I thought they were men, just man They're gonna, they're gonna. This is a stupid argument, Mike. Come on. They, um, I almost watched them lose to North Lawndale. They are going okay. Well, they North probably should have lost 2A. that game. They won every game by twenty last year in two A. Oh yeah, because last year they were. Cl- that's what I'm talking about right now. Last just year they were at a much higher level. Near the oh, last two months of the season, than they've hit yet. I disagree. So I'm not, I, I'm not I, sure I think, about that. I think Orr is just anyway. I think Orr is no brainer. I'm buying. Yeah, I'm. I'm you, not, oh no, I'm buying Orr. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just. I don't buy that they're better than last year yet. I, I think oh, they could get there. Gosh. Um, that, that's crazy talk. Because you never thought they were any good last year. <laughs> well, I thought they were good for two way. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I just uh, don't think there's a compare. I mean, they they didn't. Chase Adams at point guard, what he's added for them at point guard? Um, they haven't figured that out yet. It just the, the ball's not moving like it did last year. Last year they were completely unselfish, moved the ball well. The lack of a, a star really helped, I think. This year things get bogged down a little bit. It's just not All right. it, it well. hasn't been the same. But the potential is there. And I think they really missed Emmanuel O'Neill against um, North Lawndale. You know, they also didn't have him um the second sorry the second game they played this week and nobody talks about him but i think he's kind of a key chemistry guy for them and he does a lot of stuff um and he was there against young um but yeah i'm just not i'm not totally sure they're better than they were last year yet um next up number two curie 17 and two um very impressed they handled north lawndale really well this weekend i think it's an expensive stock they play Simeon on Thursday. They didn't do too well against him at Pontiac, but I guess the stock's a lot cheaper now than if they play Simeon to a five-point game on Thursday. Uh, what? So what do they have to do for me to win some money? Win a sectional? Win City. Uh, man, it wins City. Nobody's beating Simeon. Um, I don't know. What are you doing? I think I have to buy. I think I haven't been totally sure on Curie ever since the opening game against Orr when they both looked a little icky, and then Curie didn't really give Simeon a game. But, I mean, if I'm saying they can't beat Simeon, I still got to buy. I mean, they're still going to get – yeah, I'm buying. I'm in. Uh, I mean, I'll buy – if I'm whole, if I hold, if I hold, if I held on Young, I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to hell. I'm, I'm holding on them too. I, I just these these top public league teams that are gonna grind it out in the section. I don't know which one to buy right now. I know I'm gonna have to pay more later because it's it's wimping out and saying I'm gonna wait and see what they do. And then, but yeah, I'm gonna hold. Okay. Number one, Simeon. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I, 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 I mean. I guess they could lose, but <laughs> I mean, they've been so. I mean, you have to buy. I mean, I know it's ridiculous priced, but 
All right, that is um, – let's – I'm just going to run through these standings real quick. Let's just say – because there are some bigger teams we didn't hit. Um, real quick, buy, sell, hold. Um, St. Joseph. Sell. Sell. De La Salle. Sell. Sell. St. Rita. Sell. Buy. Um, St. Lawrence. Sell. I'm going to hold on St. Lawrence. I'm a little interested, and that's not a great sectional other than the – Great teams. Highland Park. Sell. I will sell. Main West. Sell. I will sell. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm, get, I'm getting all my money right now. <laughs> Naperville Central. <laughs> sell. I'll hold. <laughs> Why not? Um, we did them. Carmel. Ooh. Gonna, what's that section look like? It's 3A. Bye. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm buy. buy. Uh, You're buying all the Carmel stock. Yeah. I'm in. Notre I'm Dame. Sell. I'll hold. They're showing a little potential. I'll hold my Notre they've Dame. Lost, I think they've lost four in a row, but. Yeah, but they beat. Um... Very. They're, they're, they're too young. Um, Jacobs. Young. Ooh. That's a tough one. Uh, nobody's even. Talked about them at all. I'm buying. Sell. McHenry. Who, who, what section are they in? Jacob's there in the one with um, all the uh, Rockford Upstate or? 8 and yeah, oh. business. I'm a hold. I'm holding the Jacobs. I'm not buying yet. I'm not buying more. I'm going to hold. Um, I'm selling McHenry. Uh, yes. I'm selling. Selling. I mean, you got to sell Fox. I'm sorry, Fox Valley Conference, but. Jacobs just beat McHenry. Yeah. I loved watching McHenry play, though, at York. They played tough. Um, let's see here. Now we had a little bit of a break. Sorry. Rich East. Sell, even though it's 3A. Selling a 3A team. I am. They don't have a coach. Oh, and <laughs> their best player left. Wait, I don't know that one. Yeah. Um, the, the Woods. The point guard? Yeah, he went to oh. um, a prep school. Oh, jeez. I like him. All right, yeah. We're, so. uh, we D- DM on Twitter <laughs> a lot. He let me know. So, yeah, he's gone. Um, Barrington. 14-4. Okay, I'll, I'll sell. Fremd. Sell. And this is the reason I'm doing this whole list. Conant. Ah. Yeah. They just lost again, didn't they? Yep. Um. Yeah, they're they're low. Yeah, Jim Maley can coach Ryan Davis. I'm buying. I'm buying all the Conant stock. I mean, you look; they're in that Lake Zurich sectional. Yeah, that's 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 a bargain price exactly. right now. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's a team that you know they could easily win that sectional, and then if they can pull off a Niles North, Evanston, Maine South win, they're at state. I mean, yeah. That's... No, I mean they. If again a gun to my head and sex, try to pick try to pick a sectional winner right now in that sectional, who would you pick on mid January or late January, Lake Zurich sectional? You had to pick one team to win that sectional. Oh, um, I I think I might pick them. I think I might too. Yeah, so there you go. I figured I figured you go with Waukegan, but <laughs> <laughs> can the, can anyone beat Waukegan? All right. Um, let's do, oh, Warren. 
Ah, uh, they're in that sectional. Um, low priced. Nah, I'm selling. Me too. Libertyville. Selling. Waukegan. <laughs> oh, I'm buying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got it. Waukegan stock compared to where you think about the price you'd have to pay for Waukegan stock in November. Exactly. And look, if you'd have paid for that stock in November, looked at this sectional. I mean, it would have been through the roof. Now I can get it at this price? Give me it. Right on Ash Law, send me some stock. I'm buying. I think everyone knows my answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> North Chicago. They're still in 3A, huh? Yep, 9-7, and seven, undefeated in the Northern Lake County Conference. Man, they're going to lose in the sectional to DePaul Prep. But they get to the sectional final. Yeah, they could... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll buy some of that. Yeah, I'm buying some North Chicago too. I think they might give some teams a game. Um, uplift. Sell. Ooh. Well, wait, wait, wait. What's their two uh... A? That's Orr's sectional <laughs> final opponent. So, to get my, I mean, they should probably get there, right? I didn't pull up their bracket. Yes, they, yeah, they should get there. Yeah, I gotta buy then. Yeah, I think it's a good time to buy. I'm buying three A stock. I gotta buy some two A. Yeah, I'm gonna buy. They were beating Whitney Young for most of the game. Did that want to go to overtime too? I believe so. Yeah. See, I'm. I mean, if you can get a team that took Young to overtime, and they're not in the rankings and they're cheap, yeah, and they're in two A, buy. Well, sounds like anybody can get to overtime overtime. against Young. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Farragut. Um, sell. Yeah, I'll sell too. Um, we did Bogan. We did uh Kenwood. Slice sell. They're seven and eight. It's really cheap. I gotta sell. All right. Tough road ahead. Um, we did Corliss. We did Crane. Sorry. Bit of a uh, lull here. Lamont. I don't know if they're tournament road. Are they in that sectional with uh They're in the Romeoville sectional with Bolingbrook and um the playing field. Uh, the guard play selling. Um I'll hold on Lamont. I haven't seen them yet, but why not? Um Crete Monee leading the Southland at twelve and seven. So I'll sell. Um nobody else in this. Homewood Flossmore. Struggling, I'm gonna have to sell. I'm gonna hold my home at Flossmore. I, I think they have a kind of a high ceiling, so I'm gonna hold next year. Them. If I can buy some pre-stock yeah. for next year, I'm um, I'm going. But they're not going. To, I mean, Simeon's in that sectional. Uh, not a ton else though. No, like I said, that's yeah. no Marist. That's why so, I I'd hold. I don't. HF. I don't think they can beat Marist or Simeon, so I can't even get to a sectional final. So yeah, I'm I'm selling. Andrew, twelve and six, leading the Southwest Suburban Red. I'm buying. Hey, I'll hold. Um, hey, Andrew wins a regional, which they could do. Andrew could win a regional. Look at the history books of Andrew. Yeah, I don't think the great team won a regional. Um, so the that's one... that's going to get me some money there. So I'm buying Andrew. Larkin. Like... Oh. I can't believe we, we didn't have Larkin on the list earlier, huh? No. Uh, 
I mean, I have to buy. I mean, there's, there's no doubt I have to buy. They are, this goes back to my argument of what their stock used to be and where it is now and what I can get it at and the potential, what they could do in that. that I mean, would you, would, it wouldn't shock you if they won this Jacob sectional at all, would it? No, you got to buy Larkin. It's cheap. You got to buy it. Geneva. Mm. Yeah, I'll buy a little of that. <laughs> I'll buy it too. I like the upside. St. Charles North. Uh, I'm buying anybody in that Jacob sectional. It's all pretty cheap. I'm buying St. Charles North too. St. Charles yeah. East. I'll buy some of that too. All this is cheap stock, Mike. I'm selling St. Charles East. No, thanks. it just just got a big win, didn't it, they? they? Yeah, but they're they're Charles three North. and four in their conference, which is that whole sectional. It's yeah, not a just, good sign. They did just beat the team that you just bought stock in. They did. Um, it was dramatic at the buzzer, though. Yeah, I'll take anybody over five hundred in the Upstate Eight River. You know, but once you're three and four there, you've lost those teams too much. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, you know, a team we've not talked about that's 13 and six. We've been talking about them all year. South Elgin. Well, I'll, I'll sell. All right. I'll sell. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. You know, oh, I'm going to throw this one in. Resurgent Morton. I'm selling. All right. They've played well lately, but I'm going to sell. Um, I, I can't buy the Morton. Glenbard West, 11 and six. Are uh, no, they, they're not. They're they're not going to do damage in that sectional. I'm nope. Sell. So I'm selling too. That should do us. I have no idea how long this podcast is. I, I think <laughs> it's a record breaker. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we did talk about nearly every team that was over 500. <laughs> um, so record real- breaker in a many ways, Mike. Length and I have without question the most teams we've talked about in a regular non postseason preview of any podcast ever there you go all right quick look ahead at the week tuesday we've got wheaton south and wheaton north st charles north and streamwood glenbrook south and prospect and larkin and willowbrook some okay stuff there nothing groundbreaking wednesday lake zurich and mundelein lincoln park and prosser who's actually having a pretty good year we haven't talked about or and marshall uplift and north lawndale lane and is a huge white um West game, wait, North game, sorry. Um, and, yeah, that's it for that day. Thursday, the big Curie Simeon. Friday is a nice day. Brother Rice at St. Joe's. Fenwick and DePaul Prep. Maine South, Evanston. Niles North, Glenbrook South. St. Viator, Notre Dame. Fremd, Conant. Stevenson, Mundelein. Waukegan, Libertyville for the third time. Romeoville, Joliet Central. Lincolnway East, Bolingbrook. Batavia, Geneva. Proviso East, Willowbrook. I feel like a lot might be determined Friday night, huh? Um, conference-wise, at least. Uh, Saturday, little thin. HF's at Hillcrest. The Night of Hoops. St. Joe's Batavia. Willowbrook West Aurora. DeKalb St. Charles East. Downers Grove North. Um, Highland Park. And then Joliet Central plays Lincoln Way East at Lincoln Way West. And then Joe talked a little bit about the war on the shore. New Trier against Viator. Evanston against Geneva, which is an interesting game, but I... I already covered Evanston way too much this year. And I think Loyola plays Detroit Jesuit. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's the run through. Uh, you want to make a Curie Simeon picture? Simeon by 11. Ooh. I mean, that's... I'm taking, I'll take some Detroit Jesuit stock. <laughs> All right. 
I'm I'm just gonna throw. I'm gonna let's hope maybe Curie keeps it close against Simeon. Gives us all something to. Think Does eleven about. count? No. Um, okay. I think single digits would be cool. I don't know if it'll happen. It's at Simeon, which makes it even. And I don't know. Has Curie ever played at Simeon? I feel like I need to find that out, but. I've never remembered. Ever. No, it would have to be some weird city playoff game. Um, but yeah, cause that's weird too. So it's going to be tough. But anyway, thanks. If you're still listening, thank you <laughs> for uh, sticking it out. And uh, we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs>